so we're live here. Yeah, so this is the first time I've sat behind the microphone here uh, since the Megapod, I believe. It's gotta be. And we have some audio in the background here. I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Let's make it half volume, why not? And uh, hopefully I'm full volume there. So what we've got here is the official live draw for the 2024 Australian Open and it's going to be happening in the background and I'll use the occasion to also update everyone well, on some and tennis news to Melbourne for and the um, AO 2024 draw I'm Todd Woodbridge great to have okay, your company here today but before we get to proceedings underway I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today and would also like to pay my respects to elders past and present. Well, the first Grand Slam of the year is just a few days from getting underway with the main draw, and the best tennis players in the world are descending upon Melbourne. And in a few moments' time, we will do the draw for the AO for 2024 to talk us through some of the analysis of that as things get underway. It's a warm welcome to Casey Delacqua. Casey, nice to have you with us here today. Qualies are underway at the moment. Main draw about to come out. There's All going to right. be some interesting matchups. Who are you looking forward so to? So they're going to ramble a little bit, so I'm going to mute that temporarily. So um, we're going to drop the introduction into here. And uh, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. And I am getting better at doing the podcast, I think, but... Definitely still an amateur production here, and scenarios like the first two minutes of this show here are why. Just to be blunt, this is just a dude sitting in his house watching something on YouTube and doing a live reaction, so it's like Twitch. I am no better than a Twitch streamer basically doing this, but why not? Australian summer, you must be happy with how okay. it's all set. They're still rambling. So the purpose of this podcast, a couple things that we're going to hit. Number one, I will react live to the draw here as it happens. Two, we can quickly go through the results from the first week of tennis last week. And three, I'm going to briefly talk about uh, an upcoming side project that that I might start this week. So... While we're waiting, let's start with the tennis results from the last week. Let's start with the ATP. And, oh, I'm, I'm leaving all this in. Let's see, what do we have last week? So we had the, oh, let's listen in. Okay. Okay, they just put in the unseated players. I see Osaka's name Thank over you. there. We will start with the tournament's number one seed on line number one, Iga Schwiertek. And on line 128, the number two seed, Arena Sabalenka. We'll now draw seeds three and four.
with the first drawn going to line 33. Thank you. Number three seed, Elena Ribikina. On to line 96. In number four seed, Coco Goff. So, semi-finals. Sviantek against Rabakana, Sabalenka against Goff. First drawn onto line 32. We have a, the seventh seed, Marketa Vondrasova. Line 64. The number five seed, Jessica Pagula. Line 65. We have the eighth seed, Maria Sakari. And on line 97, we have the sixth seed, Ons Jabour. Seeds 9 through 12. So Jabour's in the Sabalenka quarter. First drawn, line 17. We have the 11th seed, Yelena Ostapenko. Line 49 is next. We have the 12th seed, Kunwen Zheng. Line 80. We have the 10th seed, Beatrice Haddad Maya. And on line 112, seed number 9. Barbara Krajcikova. Seeds 13 through 16. So the quarterfinals, the projected quarterfinals for the women for the Australian Open is number one, Sviantek versus number seven, Vondrosheva. Line 48. Number three seed, um, Rybakina against... Number five, Seed Jessica Pagula. Daria Kasatkina. Number four, Goff versus number eight, Sakari. And number two, Sabalenka versus number six, Jabor. Couple observations about that. The first one, Sviantek against Vondrosheva. That is a matchup of two of the last three Grand Slam winners. And... Um, Goff and Sabalenka having a rematch of the U.S. Open final in the semi is a possibility, and Sabalenka and Jabor also played at Wimbledon, which Jabor won, and they could have a rematch here. Um, Goff's quarter is definitely the easiest if you just look by the top eight seeds. Um... So the second and third quarters are the weakest quarter by the top seeds. The Rabakana Pagula second quarter and the Goff um, um, Sakari third quarter. So that's my instant analysis on that. Okay, let's dip back into the presentation. The 22nd seed, Sarana Costea. 
line 73. Okay, I'm not seeing Magda Lynette. Magda Lynette, who made the semis last line year. 88. Taking a look at the screen. 23rd seed, Anastasia Potapova. The quality of the video is very low. Line 105. So it's hard to see the names on here. Who does Osaka open with? Let me look at that again. Katerina Alexandrova. Osaka opens against Caroline Garcia. And on line 120, we have the 21st seed, Donna Vekic. Okay. Seeds 25 through 32. Azarenka versus Georgie, round one. Drawn onto line Kerber eight. versus Collins, round one. Taylor Townsend versus Paula Bedosa. Emma Raducanu Kukova. against Shelby Rogers. Line 25. We have the 27th seed, Emma Navarro. And shout out to line the Tennis 40. Podcast and Jose Morgado for those quick updates. We have the 26th seed, Jasmine Palini. Okay. Line 57. Okay, let's dip out for a little bit. Okay. We have the 29th seed, Lynn. Okay, so it's going to be interesting to analyze the women's draw. I think uh, there's a good chance to have the usual pattern of a couple of the contenders are knocked out early. And um, this time around, it looks like it could be um, largely as a result of draw placement for where the players ended up. And then in a couple of those late tournament slots in the quarters and the semis, I think um, there's a high chance for a contender or two versus a complete surprise or two. Um, But we will see. Like it, like it would be a surprise if, um, uh, like, Rabakana and Pagula fulfilled their seating and got to the quarters. I'd be shocked if you know Maria Sacri um, upheld her eighth seed. Um, so let's take this opportunity. Oh, let's listen for a second. Over to the right, we'll get that one pulled up for us here. And the pretty obvious thing is that you know, okay, they're doing the number one seed, Iga Shiontek, taking. Okay, let's um. And then talk us through. Oh those yeah, first four Shiontek plays Kennan in the first round. Kennan. Oh, and Collins and Kerber is in the second round. So, so yeah, that's a, um, the first round. Mouth-watering section in terms uh, of past first round match is against Kennan. And Kennan has won the Australian Open, and Sviantek has not. And the second round match that Sviantek would play would be the winner of Collins and Kerber. And Kerber is a former Australian Open champion, and Collins is a former finalist. So the first four names in the draw, Iga Sviantek, the number one seed, Sophia Kennan, um, Danielle Collins, and Angelique Kerber, Kerber's won it. Um, Collins has made the final. Kennan's won it. And um, Sviantek is number one, but has not made the final. Of those four players, she's the only one that's not made the Australian Open final. 
Um, I believe that's correct. Um, let's let's let's. I don't need I don't need to fact check it. I'm pretty sure that's right. And if not, oops. Okay, let's listen in. Round as well, and you know, uh, Zheng. I think we also. Okay, let's wait. So let's take this opportunity to run through the the WTA results from the the first week. So. Um, so yeah, Brisbane had a 500-point event. Sabalenka and Rabakina had a rematch of last year's Australian Open final in there. And Rabakina got revenge, winning 6-love, six 6-3. Six I believe it was 6-love, six 2-love, or 6-love, six 3-love. And Sabalenka took a medical timeout, I believe, for the shoulder. Um, and then in the, the trophy ceremony afterwards... Sabalenka joked to Rabakina about, oh, thanks for letting me get those three games or whatever. So if Sabalenka has not healed that injury um, um, over the course of this week, or if she goes into the Australian Open with a compromising injury, that obviously would not be ideal as she tries to win, uh, as she tries to defend a major title for the first time. Her one and only Grand Slam to this point coming at last year's Australian Open. And uh, let's listen. It, it, that, that's not a bad seat for Caroline, would you say? I was turning to oh, her. Oh, yeah. Carolyn, Carolyn Wozniacki opens against last year's semifinalist Magda Lynette. Um, and the winner of that would play Cornet or a qualifier. Shout out to Elise Cornet. Still going out there. Let me take at the draw. Let me take a look, Gander, at the draw here. Let me see if anything pops out in the 280p or the 240p quality of this video that the Australian Open is putting out. Um, um, Fernandez opens against a qualifier. Um, yeah, so there you go. Coco Goff looks to have a couple of. Um, Winnable first rounds. Starts off against Schmidlova. All right. Big stars and young guns. Okay. All right. Now let's um, continue with these uh, tournament results here. So, Rabakina won the 500-pointer in Brisbane. Canberra was won by Perez Diaz. That was just a 125-point event. The Auckland winner was Coco Goff. She had a 5-3 lead against Fidelina and wasted two set points en route to choking away that first set. But Goff came back to win 6-7-6-3-6-3 against Svitolina. Goff already has a title um, this season. And I think there was one more. No, I think that was it. And we'll do the United Cup in a second. Okay, let's look at some more draw analysis here. And to keep an eye on... Taylor Townsend's in the draw here. She opens against um, Bedosa. Mm, well, what else have we got? Well, yeah. it would look, it would, you've got Arena Sabalenka sitting there down the bottom, and if you a quick summary of the, the four quarters, you would say... Ans Jabor opens up against a qualifier. All right. Okay. Now, the United Cup. The United Cup this year was a great event. I didn't get to watch too much of it, just because I'm busy with life at the moment. And I like to pick my spots for those overnight shifts. 
But um, um, Germany, Germany won it, didn't they? Yeah. Um, where's the doubles? Hang on one sec. Let me double check that fact. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, in the final on January 7th, uh, Sviatek beat Kerber. Zverev beat Herkoc to tie the singles. And um, Zverev and Siegmund won the mixed doubles over Sviatek and Herkoc to win the United Cup for Germany. So there you go. AO on the road series. Okay. All right. They're going to play a feature. Let's not listen to that. Okay. So with the men this week, Andre Rublev won the Hong Kong title. And um, uh, Grigor Dimitrov won in Brisbane. It was his first title in seven years. And he's one of the few players that is older than me. I believe he's 32 now. So that was a nice moment for him. And, um, yeah, so let's talk about Rafa now. Well, it's on my mind. So Rafa played a couple matches in Brisbane. He drew team in his first round. I believe that score was 7-5-6-1 to Rafa. Then I think he beat somebody else. Was it, was it Jordan Thompson? Oh, let's find out. Let's get the, let's get the draw. It was Jason Kubler who he beat. Then he lost to Jordan Thompson. And so Thompson beat Rafa, and um, Nadal posted on social media that he has another injury and that he's not going to play the 2024 Australian Open. So that's definitely unfortunate. You wonder, well, let's say, let's put it this way. I asked. Or, um, a question I posed on the last podcast the was, what kind of comeback is it going to be? Is it going to be the retirement tour? Is it going to be go to the middle rounds and lose? Or is it going to be tournament winning, number one type of tier? And I, we have our first data point um, for that with Rafa missing the first Grand Slam of the season. And now he's missed four in a row. It's got to be the first time in quite a long time for Rafa. Okay, let's listen here. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely, Norm, uh, two of the most iconic trophies in the world of sport. There's no doubt about that. They are absolutely magnificent. They've done some miles, and so have the players, in getting here to Melbourne to be able to play for those. And we are now ready to undertake the men's draw. And if I could ask Wayne to get in position for that. And joining him is Tobias, who is one of our AO 2024 ball kids also. Uh, back to you, Wayne. Thank you, Todd. Again, we'll start uh, by randomly placing the unseeded players into the men's draw. Thank you. Start with our number, number one seed on line one, Novak Djokovic. Line 128, number two seed, Carlos Alcaraz. Seeds three and four. 
first drawn onto line 33. Thank you. Our number fourth seed, Yannick Sinner. Onto line 96. Medvedev in the semis again. So Medvedev and Al seed, Daniil Medvedev. Medvedev and Alcaraz are in the semis again. Seeds five through. That's the third eight. major in a row, right? And I know First I owe the audience. Line okay. Thirty-two. Focus. Thank you. Number seventh seed, Stefanovs Sitsipas. Djokovic and Sitsipas. Line sixty-four. We have our fifth seed, Andre Rublev. Sinner and Rublev, Djokovic and Tsitsipas. Line 65. Five. We have the eighth seed, Holger Rune. Rune Medvedev. And on line 97. That leaves. The number six seed, Alexander Zverev. Zverev Alcaraz. Whew, that's an easy one for Alcaraz right Seeds there. 9 through 12. 2, 3, 4, 5. So the quarters are Djokovic, Tsitsipas, Sinner, Rublev. to line 17. Rune, Medvedev, Zverev, Alcaraz. Have the number 12 seed, Taylor, Fritz. Um, Fritz. Line 49. Fritz, Djokovic. Um, we have the 10th seed, Alex Dimana. Alex Damonar is now in the top 10. Line 80. The number 9 seed, Herbert Hercatch. Herbert? That is and not on line his 112. name. Hubert, man. Come on, man. Uh, number 11 seed, Kaspar Rude. Okay. Okay, what are some first Seeds rounds? 13 through 16. First drawn on line 16. <clears throat> we have the 16th seed, Ben Shelton. Ben Shelton, top 16, my line man. Line 48. The 15th seed, Karen Hachinov. Line 81. 13th seed, Grigor Dimitrov. And on line 113, 14th seed, Tommy Paul. Seeds 17 to 24. First drawn onto line 9. We have the 20th seed, Adrian Manorino. Line 24. We have the 22nd seed, Francisco Serendulo. Okay. Line 41. First round, Matteo Berrettini versus Stefanos Tsitsipas. Alcaraz versus Gasquet, round one. Line Djokovic six. opens against qualifier. We have the 18th seed, Nicholas Jarry. Line 73. So the, 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 the projected men's round of 16. Djokovic-Shelton. 
Wow, Djokovic Shelton, the rematch of the oh, phone match. Sits a pass Fritz. Center catching off. Rublev Damonar. If they meet, that could be pretty good. Medvedev Dimitrov. That's a tough draw for Dimitrov. Or Medvedev. Rune Hercatch. Zverev Rude. That's a that's a rematch of the Roland Garros semifinals, isn't it? Won by Rude. And Alcaraz and Paul. Now doesn't Tommy Paul didn't he beat Alcaraz at the last two Canadian Opens? And Alcaraz has yet to have a good performance in Australia, so potential upset alert there, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Let's listen some more. First drawn onto line eight. We have the number 30 seed, Thomas Martin Echeverry. Okay, all right. Um, so what am I quick... Zero research, zero analysis um, reaction to the draws. Um, it's a strong women's draw. Um, even the the two weaker sections in the women's draw, there's going to be a bunch of stories. The the men's draw. Um, um, I don't know. I, I guess my immediate reaction is the men's draw is less appealing than the women's draw, but I don't know what necessarily I'm basing that on. It's just a gut feeling without doing any research or without thinking. Um, um, the quarterfinal, like Djokovic sits a pass. It's not an appealing quarterfinal to me. Sinner, Rublev, uh, it's not really appealing to me. Um... Medvedev and Runa, that could be like a personality spicy match, but I don't know if that appeals to me. I could be wrong. Zverev Alcaraz definitely does not appeal to me. So it could be another. It could be an event where the women's draw sustains it for the first ten days, and then the blockbuster matchups for the men kind of headline that final weekend after ten days of working towards it. Um, uh, that's my initial read on that. Let's see if it proves correct. And sign off on that draw. But as he does that, let's just once again take a look at some of the matchups and some mouth-watering stuff once again as we take a look at the first quarter. And uh, Casey, Novak uh, Djokovic with, with a, a lucky loser or, or qualifier, whichever it may be, he'll be quite happy with something to ease his way into the tournament, you would suspect. Yeah, look, I think that's a pretty good draw for Novak. I think he'll be okay. obviously to battle okay, of the I'm Aussies. I'm going to turn on. that down. Actually, I'm going to turn it off. All right. So, a couple other things before we get out of here. Um, today, ESPN announced that Nick Kyrgios will call the Australian Open as part of their broadcast team. So, I'm going to read from that release uh, briefly. All right. Melbourne is set to resonate with the voice of homegrown talent as Nick Kyrgios, a, pr a prodigious force on the tennis courts, transitions his game to the commentary box in his ESPN debut. Um, and as the youngest player to have defeated multiple Grand Slam champions en route to the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam event and a 2022 Wimbledon finalist, Kyrgios is no stranger to the highs of competitive tennis, making his insights invaluable. Just stepping back from that, it's funny that they have to sort of stat mine 
to get a nice thing that they can put at the top of a press release. Like, you know, if Federer got this gig, you know, 20-time Grand Slam champ Roger Federer, and that's all you have to write, you know? But, you know, since Kyrgios hasn't really had the sort of top-line success, you know, they have to get by in the press release with, as the youngest player to have defeated multiple Grand Slam champions en route to the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam event, you know, basically the translation on that is, she did a couple notable things in the first week of a major, anyway... All right, this is a quote from Mark Gross, ESPN's Senior Vice President of Production and Remote Events. Quote, on behalf of ESPN, we are thrilled to have Nick join the on-air team in Australia. He brings an, an electric mix of experience and enthusiasm and pedigree and passion for tennis. His candor and genuine report with fans and his firsthand knowledge facing, okay, blah, 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 blah. Funny to see uh, ESPN sort of go from the sort of woke accusations, and now they're in. Uh, now they're passionate employers of guys like Pat McAfee and Nick Kyrgios. It's almost like they were never woke to begin with. But I digress. Um, so yeah, and also coming up um, a little later on in this feed, um, season two of Netflix's Breakpoint um, docu series dropped. Um, dropped uh, today with January 10th um, as we're taping this. Um, it's 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the draw was being done on January 11th in Australia there. Um, but um, one of my favorite things I've done in the feed so far was my 10-episode um, series of uh, commentary tracks over the episodes. Of breakpoints, so go back and listen to those from uh, summer 2023 um, date from this feed. And um, I'm not going to be able to get to all ten of them before Australia, but I think I'm going to do a few this weekend, and then once the Grand Slam's over, we'll get back to it at the end of the month. So, um, so yeah, coming up on this feed, um, I think we're going to be daily from now for the next two two and a half weeks. So, um, and that's going to be with uh, Australian Open previews, um, Australian Open uh, reaction shows, and uh, some Breakpoint uh, live commentary tracks. So, um, time to get back in the swing of things here on Trips Tennis Talk, and um, hope you join us for that, and talk to you all soon.